Hello and good morning. I'm Pastor Jerry Bond. Welcome to an old cowboy talking about Jesus. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Father, we thank you for this awesome day. What a beautiful day you've given us. This is a great day to be alive. It's a great day to proclaim the, the gospel. It's a great day to walk in the righteousness that you've provided for us, the prosperity, strong minds, strong bodies, filled with the Spirit of God, moving ever forward, doing the things we're called to do in the presence of you, Father. You're so wonderful. And we exalt you and we praise you and we lift up your son that when he's lifted up to draw men and women that all things work together for good. So we give you praise in all things today in Jesus' name. Today, if you got your Bible, we're going to pre predominantly in Mark 11, verse <clears throat> the chapter of Mark 11 and then Matthew 21. Jesus had been up to his triumphal walk into Jerusalem and he had stayed all night and he came out and he was headed to Bethany. And on the way there, he became hungry. And so as he was going along, he saw this fig tree. And he thought there might be fruit. And he, being the creator, should have known it was too early in the season for the fruit. But anyhow, he went and looked, and there was no fruit. And so he answered the fig tree, which was talking to him. And he says, you shall bear no fruit. No one shall ever eat fruit from you. And then it died from the roots up. Then in Matthew 21, verse 12 or so, it, he comes upon the tree in the same kind of story, but it's a little bit different because of the way Matthew saw it and the way Mark saw it. But you wind up with the same end result. He comes back to Mark eleven twenty two. It says, have faith in God. The next verse says, truly, truly, I say to you that whosoever, that's us, shall say unto this mountain and be, be cast into the sea, be removed and be cast into the sea and shall not doubt in his heart but shall believe those things that he is saying. He can have whatever he's saying. Notice he says, say it three times and believe it once. Notice this is a, is a, a mustard seed of faith. It doesn't take a lot. Now go back down just before Mark eleven twenty two, 22, where Jesus is talking to the disciples. And they says, if you would have faith like this, you could move the mountain in your life. And so he explains them the parable of what he was saying. The mountain represents any and everything that's in our lives that is detrimental or harmful or hindrance to our walk with God, to walk in complete wellness, complete prosperity, complete salvation, everything that we're called to be in Him. Notice something else about this. He tells them exactly, he says, if you have but just a small amount of faith in God, the creator of the universe, Elohim, He will provide, He will do, and He shall be. Now, in this lesson today, you're going to get about four or five major things. The first one you're going to get is faith in God. You're going to have faith to move mountains. Now, now faith, according to Hebrews 11.1, 1, now faith is the substance of things hoped for. So it's something you're looking for, the evidence of things not seen. And so you see that, you know that. So that he's explaining to his disciples that everything we get from God, the just shall walk by faith. So we get that by faith. Believing God for healing, believing for salvation, believing for our marriages, believing for whatever we're called to be and to do, we're in the presence of, of a wonderful, loving Father. So he's telling you. The next verse is very interesting. He says, the things to which you desire. So every one of us desire things. We want things. In Psalm 37, 4, it says, I will give you the desires of your heart. And he says, whatever things you desire, when you pray, so Luke 18.1 says men ought to pray and not faint. 
So we're called to pray. We're called to seek God. We're called to seek his counseling. So we're called to move by faith. We're called into praying. He says, when you pray, believe what you are praying and you shall have what you're praying. Now there's a famous ministry that came forth many years ago, probably 60 or 70 years ago, and it was have faith in God. And he had this Bible verse. This man had lied, had, had, at 16 years of age, had been on a bed of affliction for a year and a half, and he was paralyzed from his waist down, had congestive heart failure. He could hardly read, but he could read enough that he was reading one day in, in Mark 11, and he saw this Bible verse, and he told the Lord, he said, Lord, I have faith. And the Lord spoke to him and said, no, you don't. He says, yes, I do. And he says, well, I guess you do with all you know. And he says, I believe I receive right now my healing for my body. Now, his body was paralyzed. So he was, if you were looking at the natural, you'd say, this man has, or this person has no opportunity to walk. He's paralyzed. But he grabbed the bedpost. Now, he had asked for a pastor to come by and to, to explain this verse to him. And they came by and all they wanted to do is say, you know, be careful. Just you know, have long to live and just prepare yourself for the final thing. And so they were all a bunch of naysayers. How many of you have received the bad report from the doctors? I guarantee you over the last nine months, I've had a bucket full of them. And they're all not true. God is the only person, the only source of life on the face of the earth by his spirit who gives life. It is the Holy Spirit. And only God knows the second, the minute, the hour, the things in us, around us, and what is happening. He knows everything. And when we trust him, when we get born again and are brought into his kingdom and made the apple of his eye, he takes care of us because we are his responsibility. We are his children, just like you and the natural take care of your children. Or if you have animals, you take care of them. So back to this Mark 11, 20, 23, excuse me, 24. This man saw this. And so he grabbed this bedpost and he, he pulled out of the bed and he was just dangling. His legs were just dangling there. No feeling, no anything in them. And the Lord that spoke to him says, a well person doesn't stay in bed. And he got up out of that bed. He had to hold that. And instantly, like honey flowing down from, from the top of the tree, down all the way down to his feet, there became a warm sensation flew all over his body. And he began to have strength come into his body. And in a moment, in a twinkling of a time, he was standing there. Now, yes, he was still weak. And yes, the symptoms of 16 months laying in bed fast, he was there. But I'm going to tell you something. When you keep your eyes on the prize, Paul said in Philippians 3, he says, forget those things that lie behind and look forward to that upward call. Well, that upward call is Jesus. When you as a believer place your thoughts and the intents of your heart upon him, what his word says, the power of God rests upon you. Then he tells us something other major in this, this information here he gives us is in Mark eleven twenty five. He says, when you pray, forgive so that your father in heaven can forgive you of your trespasses. Now, I want to add to this just a little right here. Every sin that's committed on the face of the earth, ex except the blasphemy of the Holy Spirit, is forgiven by the blood of Jesus. The atonement brought forth the fullness of the Spirit that was promised to Abraham that gave us the promises of God and all the promises of God are yes and amen. They're not no, hell no, but they're yes and amen. So all you backsliders and all you denominational people that will not step up Open up the Bible and say, Holy Spirit, teach me the way of the Lord. 
God's way is the only way, not denomination, not the way Jerry tells you, not the way some brother-in-law told you, not the way the doctors told you or what the evil report is. It's what God says about it. That is the bottom line. The bottom line is Jesus loves us. He died for us. He rose from the dead and he gave us resurrection life. Now I want to explain that just a little. When you were born again, you were resurrected from death, from hell, the grave, and you've been seated in heavenly places. So today, realize that you are no longer yourself. You've been bought with a price. You belong to the Father and to Jesus. You're grafted into the eternal body of, of believers. You're grafted into the nation of Israel, the spiritual Israel. And you and the Jews and me and the Jews, we're all one body. We're all part of God's body, Jesus' body. So we've been brought in. So look at what he's telling you. You have faith in God. You, you have the speaking of God's word. So you speak God's word over yourself. Then you act upon what the, the word says when you pray so that you believe that you have what you're praying so you can have what you're praying. So you're using that famous axiom or that famous theorem that, that the Lord gave in Romans 4.17 and 1 Corinthians 1.26. Call those things that be not as though they are. What we do is there's a man wrote a little book and he says what we do is we're saying what we have instead of what we need. We need to be speaking the things back to Father, exactly what we need. Now, Jesus taught the disciples in Matthew 21 and here in Mark 11, he taught them that whatever they say, that when they said that, when he spoke to that fig tree, notice it died from the source, the roots. Cancer is a spirit. Sickness is a spirit. A stroke is a death sentence. It is a death experience. You have the power in Jesus' name in Matthew 28, verse 18 through 20, and Mark 16, verse 14 through 20. We have the power through God's name, through Jesus' name, that name above every name, to curse these sicknesses, curse these diseases. Now, if you go, if you go read Galatians 3, 13 through 19, you'll, you'll find that Jesus broke every curse, every curse. There is no longer a generational curse that was under the law. We have been set free from that. We've been free from all those things. Romans 8, 1 and 2 tells you that. We're not under condemnation anymore. We're under the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus. We've been renewed. We've been restored. We've been brought out from, and we have. Now, I want to, I want to emphasize something. I started to call this sermon uh, Mountain Moving Faith, but then the Lord says, I can do this. Whatever's happening in your life, you can do it. Grit your teeth, get some grit, get some gut, get some, some strength, get, call upon the name of the Lord, call upon your best friend, get in agreement with God's word, says, I can do this. We say, where's that scripturally? It's in Philippians 4.13. I can do all things through Christ, the anointed one who strengthens me. So you can do that. And then you go to quoting God's word back to himself. No weapon, Father, formed against me will prosper. The blood of Jesus covers me and protects me so the enemy cannot come near. Jesus gave us an interesting statement in Luke 10, 19. He says, I, he said, I've given you power to tread upon snakes and scorpions and nothing shall injure, injure you. Nothing can come against you and hurt you. So what are you looking at? In, in Hebrews uh, 12, 1 and 2, it says, lay aside all the encumbrances or everything that hinders your faith walk. And look unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of your faith. Now, if you'll notice something, there's seven kinds of faith in the, in, in the Bible for us in the New Testament. One of them is in, in, in 1 Corinthians 4. It says, I believe, therefore I speak. Might be 1 Corinthians 6. But I believe, therefore I speak. You believe what? You believe the word of God. You begin to say the word of God. 
I love Psalm 91 because we're under the shadow of the Most High. No evil shall not come near our dwelling place. He set us free from the trapper or the enemy. I went back and read Job 1, 2, and 3. And all, all my good denominational friends like to quote Job. And, you know, old Job said all these things and all the things happened to him. And I went back and studied this out. Satan went before God. Back in those days, he could transform between earth and heaven. And he went back and God asked him, he said, where you been? He said, I'm down there walking among the sons of men. He said, what about my servant Job? He said, well, you have a hedge of protection around him. He said, no, I don't. He said, you can do anything you want to, but you can't take his life. And so he immediately began to kill his, take his wealth and kill his family and destroy everything. And his wife even told him, said, why don't you curse God and die? And his friends came up and told him almost similar thing. But he wouldn't. He was a righteous man and he would not curse God. When you get into you get into your eyeball deep in the alligator pit and you come up against something very serious and your life is upon the line, you will make the decision. I'm trusting God with everything. I'm not going to lean on my understanding, but I'm going to lean on his. I'm going to walk in the power of God. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want, so I'm not lacking anything. He shall force me or cause me to lay down by streams of living water. He shall put me in pastures that are green and good. That means everything around me is bountiful. So I have more than enough to be able to help others. So when we begin to walk in this, I can do all this. So you make up your mind. Now what happens to you and I is we submit our will to the Father. Now some of us don't want to do that because we don't want to give up, we think, control. But if you understand one thing, God is in control, we're the clay in his hand, and he is taking care of business, and we are his business. Every good and perfect gift comes from him, so it's not God causing it. Go back to Job. You can look and see with your own eyes. Read it there. Job was being tested by Satan. He said, the things I have feared the most has come upon you. When you go get to feeling bad and you go to the doctor and the doctor runs all these tests on you and he comes back and he says, this is the probability of what we think maybe that is troubling you. So you began to hear what they are saying. Again, go back to Mark eleven twenty four. What are you hearing someone say? Are you hearing yourself say that or someone else? Who's going to believe the arm of the report? Isaiah 53, 1. So you began to listen to the to the evil report or to the natural. Your body may be sick. You may have all kinds of terrible diseases and things happening to you, but you still have your mouth. You still have your heart. You still have your thoughts. You still can believe. Now over in, in 2 Corinthians 10, 5, it says, casting down imaginations and bring every thought to the obedience of Jesus. So what are you thinking about? I guarantee you, I've been right there, and I know you're, you're just like me. You're human, you're frail, and you will begin to think, well, if God doesn't move or God doesn't do something, I'm dead, I'm out of here. And you begin to think along those lines instead of thinking, I can beat this, I can do this. Cancer, you're a, you're a lying spirit. Get under my feet, get out of my body. The Lord has been reminding me for the last four, five, six weeks about one Bible verse, and only the King James Version says this. It's in Joel 3, 21. It's the last verse of, of the book of Joel. It says, he's ever cleansing our blood by his blood. Everything is efficacious by the blood of Jesus. He cleansed our sins. He cleansed everything and he made us righteous. He made us pure. He made us holy. He made us everything through that precious blood. And his blood is ever, which is pure, is ever cleansing our blood. 
That's the only version that says that. Every other version changes that, which really is a very life-saving verse to somebody that's desperate. When you get desperate, you're going to call upon the name of the Lord. I want to take you to Psalm 107 for just a moment. It fits right with this. Psalm 107 says, when I, was, uh, I, when I sinned, I, I went astray, I sinned. And he said, now I've repented. And he says, I, they cried out to God in all their troubles. And he heard their cries. And he sent his word. And that's Jesus. And he healed them all. When we cry out to God, he hears our cries. He hears our prayers. He is a loving father. He is a gracious and favorable father. He loves us more than anything and gave us his son that we'd have the best. He brought us out of that cycle of death, of hell, of the grave, and he gave us resurrection life. Not when you die, partner, it's right now. Right now, the day you got born again, you received the eternal life of our heavenly father. You are in his presence from that moment forward forever. Now, yes, this old body we live in is going to go back to the earth, but he's going to give you a new body, a better body, and it'll be well, it'll be whole, and it'll be beautiful, and everything about it will be wonderful. You know, there's a song out of the famous uh, movie, uh, Oklahoma. It says, oh, what a beautiful day. Oh, what a beautiful morning. I have this wonderful feeling. All things are working for my good, for, my, for me. I have this feeling. So you can put feeling, which is part of your soul person, into your vocabulary. Yes, I feel good. No, I don't feel good. But you come against that no, I don't feel good, business by the word of the living God. So what are you saying? You have faith. You have action. You're speaking it. You, when, and when you speak, it says, say it three times and believe it once. And you begin to hear yourself. Romans 10, 17 says, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word. So you begin to speak this over your body. Now, your body may be hurting. Now, this, is, this comes to a question of the lip log. Do you use medicine? Do you use uh, surgeries? Do you use treatments? Do you use all these things? My answer to that is this. The Bible is very, very open to this, very, very uh, distinct in how to do it. It says in Matthew 6, 33, Seek ye first the kingdom, Jesus, and all these things will be added. He may lead you down a pathway to use those things. He may lead you down a pathway to know, to throw all that medicine out of your medicine cabinet and trust him. Only you and the peace of God that's in you will bring you to a place where you know exactly what you're to do. You will not be up, 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 up in upheaval. You will not be upset about it. You will not be questioning it. You will know that you know that you know. Why? Because you are led by the Holy Spirit. Psalm 37, 23, a righteous person is led by the spirit of the living God or ordered by God, it says. Go over to James chapter five, starting about 14. Say, any among you sick, let them pray. Then call for the elders of the church, praying in prayer of the faith, anointing with oil, hello, and call forth that righteousness and God will raise that person up and restore them to good health. They won't die, they will live. But why do people die? Doubt and unbelief. The words of their mouth. Believing in their heart what they're, excuse me, they're saying. What in the world are you saying about yourself? Well, my hands hurt, my back hurt, I can't deny that it hurt. I'm not asking you to. What I am asking you to say, my back hurts, but Jesus, your word says that you, in Isaiah 53, you bore my griefs, you bore my pains, you bore my sorrows, and you gave me 
complete wellness by the stripes upon your back. You brought me forth and you've seated me in heavenly places. If you'll quit walking around in the dead gum flesh all the time and start walking in the spirit, you'll see what I'm telling you because it is in the spirit realm that we overcome or take precedence over the natural. When you're, you remember the story in Acts 19, 1 through 11, where those dudes, they, old, old Paulus had came down to witness to them. They got born again. They, Paul came up there and he says, what were you, what, how were you heard of the Holy Spirit? And he said, no. Well, then what did you do? He said, well, Paul was teaching on we were born again and we've been water baptized and that's all we know. We have not heard of the Holy Spirit. And Paul laid hands and they began to praise God and worship God in heavenly language. And then some of them decided to go out and fight the seven, the seven sons of Seba decided to fight the devil. And this devil says, and they beat him up pretty good. And he says, well, Paul, I know, or Jesus, I know, but who are you? Well, in, in Acts 4.12 says Peter and John were unlearned and uneducated men, but they knew they'd been with Jesus. How? Because there's something about being in the presence. When you're in the presence, you will talk, walk, and act like Jesus. And when you tell that devil to come out, cancer to come out and to die, it has to die. I had a man call me a few days ago, and he's all out of shape. He said, I'm a Christian, and I'm being tormented. And I asked him, I said, did Jesus come in the flesh? And he couldn't answer it. Finally, in a little bit, this person that was sitting there with me said, well, I've never seen anything like this. And so I just says, in the name of Jesus, I command you to shut up and come out and be still. In a few moments, that man was perfectly normal. Most of the time, we're dealing with, with flesh, but there's also times we're dealing with Satan. Job was dealing with Satan, and God allowed him because he was testing, Satan was testing Job's faith. God doesn't test your faith. He knows your heart, so he don't have to test you. Satan is not omnipotent. He doesn't know everything, so he can't test you. He, I mean, he can test you, but he can't know your heart. Your heart is what's coming out of your mouth. Jesus says, as a man or a woman thinks, so, so they shall speak. I hope that you realize that the whole message of the gospel is right here. Seed, time, and harvest. You sow faith into the seed of believing God for everything. When you do that, you've made him Lord God and King. You've made him provider. You've made him the King of Kings. You've made him everything. So you have no lack. You have no doubt. And you're walking. Now, yes, you're going to be tried. But 1 Corinthians 10, 13 says that no trial or tribulation shall befall you, that he will not give you a way of escape. That is Jesus. When you put on the full armor of God and take on the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God, Jesus, in Luke chapter 4, defeated the enemy with the Word of God. Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word proceeds out of the mouth of God. So you take the sword of the Spirit and you cut him up. And you tell him to get out of your life, get out of your family's life. You plead the blood. Satan is defeated by the blood of Jesus and your testimony. You've got to guard that testimony. Hold fast your confession. Hold fast what you believe in your heart and say with your mouth. He is Lord God, King, and Provider. Now, there is no if in God's business. No ifs. Not a if it be God's will. It is His will for us to be well and whole. How can you be sick and be a witness for Him? You're being a witness that you're sick. When you're well and prosperous and doing good and sharing the good news, you are walking, talking, and acting like Jesus. Jesus was walking. He showed those disciples. A real true story here, how he had the power to curse that tree. And he did, and it died from the roots up. 
Cancer is a sickness, a disease, and a spirit. We can curse that thing from the roots up. So you would say this, in the name of Jesus and by the power of that almighty name, I curse cancer. I curse lack. I curse stroke. I curse all these diseases. They were defeated. They were nailed at the cross. Jesus won victory for all of us and gave us total eternal life. And he gave it to us right now to walk in the glory and the presence of him. I hope this message today has inspired you and caused you to change your attitude, to change your confession, to change your word, to get in the word and study deeper. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Father, we love you and we thank you that your word is awesome. It has set us free and we can do this. We can do all things through you, Jesus, who strengthens us. We know that we're filled with the power that created the whole universe, the Holy Spirit. We've been endued with this power to bring glory and honor to our Father. So we thank you that we're we're We've been emancipated from those things and the yoke of bondage has been removed from our shoulders and our mind is full of the things of the Spirit and all the people came together and says, Amen. Please subscribe to our daily devotions at PastorJerryBond.com. There you can view our TV schedule, the replays of our shows, subscribe to our social media. There's a place there for donations. PastorJerryBond.com slash donations. There you can see our mailing address, Post Office Box 51542, Amarillo, Texas, 79159. We just want to thank each and every one of you, and there's a lot of you that comes around and helps us. Cowboy, get their old horse out of the stall and brush his back and saddle up and ride with us every week and every day to go and reach this lost and dying world with the gospel. The gospel is Jesus came to seek and to save that was which was lost. And he gave us power to tread on snakes and scorpions and nothing shall injure us. I pray that today's message and through your help will cause us to go even further and take this message farther. There's a lot of turmoil in the earth and there's a lot of turmoil in our political scene. It is a time to pray that the peace of God would rule this nation, rule the peace of Jerusalem and Israel and that salvation would go forth and lives would be changed and people would come to the saving knowledge that they need a Savior. Today, if you've heard the message and there's something pulling on your heart, the Bible says in Romans 10, verse 8 through 13, that says, the word is nigh thee, that's Jesus. It says, if you'll believe in your heart, right here, believe in your heart, confess with your mouth that Jesus is the Son of God, and he was hung upon that cross, and through his shedding of his blood, and he was buried, and on the third day he arose and gave us eternal life. It says, whoever would believe in their heart, and confess with their mouth, shall be saved. So I pray that you've prayed that prayer. Go find a great church, get baptized, and get others and take them, to, take them and let them see what you've seen. Let them hear the good news that Jesus is the resurrection. Jesus is the way. He is the life. He is the power. He is the one that will help you overcome whatever mountain that's in your life today, whatever trial you're going through. Jesus is greater because greater is he that is in you than he is in the world. And all the people of this world know that through the power of that one name, that power of the name of Jesus, and they all come together and said, Amen.